Hey everyone, welcome to Soundwaves. This is where we are getting powerful stories out of amazing creative minds and most of all, get to know why these people do what they do. Soundwaves is an interview series and focuses on mental health. The main purpose is to actively raise awareness about and remove the stigma attached to mental health issues in the music industry and beyond to educate and affect the listeners in a positive way. Grow and learn by receiving meaningful insights from these incredible minds. All the interviews are also recorded on video, so if you'd like to see the interviews on video, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. My guest for this episode is an innovator, influencer, and frequency expert who specializes in disruptive ecological solutions and social movement systemization. For the last 19 years, he has taken a strictly scientific approach to the study of frequency, compiling a huge bank of theoretical knowledge. As a pioneering musician with a global reputation that led him into being invited to Cameo twice on the then number one TV show in the world, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, he has focused his knowledge on the application on frequency as a healing modality. In fact, some people also regard him today as one of the leading authorities on sound and its potentiality as a recognized medical deployment. Hello there, Paul Edge. Welcome. Hello, Renska. Good morning to you from sunny USA. Yes, very nice to uh, maybe explain people. You have an English accent, but you are born in the UK, living in the States. Where exactly? Encinitas, California, mm. right by the water. It's beautiful. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Nice weather. Uh, yeah, it's T-shirt weather. <laughs> yep. In the Netherlands, it's still not really. Um, anyway, back to the topic of today, which is why we are connected anyway. Um, we are both uh, electronic music professionals. You also have a, a long history as a DJ producer yourself um, from the 90s even. And uh, we are both uh, very much... Uh, passionate about making a change in the world when it comes to uh, mental health and mental health illnesses. So it's uh, actually beautiful that May is the uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm really happy to be speaking with you about all the work that you are doing actually we are speaking on a weekly ba basis almost for hours and I think um, well I thought it was time to share with the listeners and viewers on my YouTube channel the amazing work that you do because it is something that I believe is going to change the world and 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 also really what's going to change the way that we look at mental health um, problems. So there is code zero and there's your frequency work. Can you tell us about what it all um, is? Certainly. Uh, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate that. Um, we'll start with Code Zero. Uh, way back in 2012, I experienced, not me personally, but someone very, very close to me, uh, the full effect of a psychotic break and the destruction it can do. And even though I reached out, you know, the traditional uh, sources and the traditional ways, I realized no one actually could help. And so uh, I kind of checked out for the next four years, uh, stopped recording. I have, there is a load of music that I recorded during that period, but it's never been released and studied and, uh, you know, obtained 19 certifications in various disciplines, read a lot of published research 
uh, spoke to a lot of psychiatrists and psychologists. And it really was an understanding of, you know, I saw it in real time. One minute I'm looking at a person and then 48 hours later, that person doesn't exist anymore. And I was, you know, and I, and, and from my perspective, you know, being in our world, we kind of think we understand what is going on. You know, I, you know, I, I say this to everybody, uh, uh, if anybody should have been able to spot the signs, it was me. I've spent a lot of years working in a number of causes from sexual abuse to anti-racism causes to, I don't know, uh, uh, sex trafficking, there we go, and to drug awareness. And, and even though I thought I was informed, I wasn't. I missed the signs. And so, for me, that was the drive because I, I you know, I, I looked at the situation and went, well, if I miss the signs, what chance in hell does a mum or a dad have mm. or even a partner have when, you know, and is there a way that uh, this can be prevented? This can be, uh, you know, intercept, uh, intervention, We've, we've got all the, the, the normal uh, illusions of intervention, you know, oh, let's get the family together, let's get round, let's ambush. That doesn't work. Rehab doesn't work. There's a 96.5% failure rate in rehab. People don't understand this. It's a business model, and the business model is to encourage people to fail. Mm. And so, you know, uh, a lot of people are very, very successful at failing. Whereas I didn't want that to happen anymore. So, you know, I, 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 I literally immersed myself in some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant theorists, all with, you know, my, my, my mentor in inverted commas is a guy called Milton Erickson. I've read his 2,000 or pages of published uh, work. And uh, I said, I ca this cannot happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And so... Out of that emerged Code Zero. And Code Zero has worked with uh, about 60 clients since 2017. And it saved many, many lives. Uh, and, you know, there's many stories. I can't, I'm not going to, A, due to client confidentiality, I'm not going to discuss them. One I can discuss is a young man, 24 years old or 23 at the time, and his mother called me. And he was on 16 anti-psychs and about to be institutionalized. Mm. And I went around and spoke with him for three hours and said to his mother, you, you need a different psychiatrist. Because I'm not a psychiatrist. I, I, I can't give medical advice. And a lot of DJs, quite honestly, right now, should be mindful of the fact that they, they should not be given medical advice. And they are. You, uh, and I'm not going to go into the politics of it. Uh, but shut up because you are not qualified to give medical advice to your followers. Hmm. And so uh, the, uh, to cut a long story short, uh, the mum took my advice and went to a functional psychiatrist and I carried on working with the young man. Within three months, he was off all but one antipsychotic. Within six months, he was off everything. And I've got the testimonial on Code Zero Sad, I believe, and the point was he'd been misdiagnosed. Mm. It was too much trouble to diagnose him correctly. Mm. 
And so, a, a, and this is something we see. Here, here's an interesting statistic for you. And this, you know, when I found this out, I was like, holy shit. Uh, women, apparently, and I think it's about 60% of women on antipsychotics actually have a thyroid problem. And the doctors can't be bothered, it's changing now, but couldn't be bothered at the time because uh, hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism mimic schizophrenia. Wow. So it was just easier to, pre to prescribe the antipsychs. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And guess what we get now? We've got an opioid epidemic where 100,000 people are dying every year in America from opioid overdoses. Yes. All legally prescribed. Yeah. And so that was the point. I, I just had enough because, you know, and, and maybe that was my call to action. I don't know. Uh, it impacted me on a level that as a DJ, we always did everything we could to make sure our dance floor was safe. We've got commendations from police officers and everything else that we were very, very, you know, our head of security or, or, or our security rather than the club security was a psychiatric nurse. And yet, despite all of that, we still didn't know enough. So I decided to up the level because I have a responsibility. I think anybody who DJs has a responsibility to inform themselves. And, and so situations occurred where I decided to inform myself and I decided to study and brought out a program that I'm very, very proud of that has worked with, as I said, about 60 people at this point. Hmm. Um. I know about Code Zero and about the frequency work that you do. I think we are very much on the same page when it comes to um, that's, you know, our main conversation. The topic of our conversations often is the the uh, responsibility you have as an artist, uh, especially as a DJ. And that comes with the frequency, because I, I think to, to make it clear for people, um, I don't believe that you mean that DJs have a responsibility when it comes to mental health, when it comes to giving treatment, that's not what you want them to do, to do. But we both know the, uh, and more and more people are opening up for uh, the awareness of what frequencies are doing for us or against us, right? It's it's the power of frequencies, um, and um, for you know being DJ, being a DJ for over a decade, I'm I'm thinking a lot of the times about this and the responsibility that we have about the music, the rhythms, the frequencies that we put into a room. As an artist, as a DJ, you have the power of changing the energy of the room within the next track that you're going to play. Um, so you decided to do a lot of research on frequencies and you have also a very particular way of thinking about um, music is not healing on itself. It's probably soothing, but frequencies are healing. Can you, can you tell us about your work, the frequency work that you're doing Sure, sure. Uh, uh, Rumi stated in Rhythm There Is a Secret that if I were to reveal would change the world forever. Uh, I believe, uh, and, and you know I've said this to you on numerous occasions in our, our chats, DJs are the doctors of the future. Tesla said it, sound is the medicine of the future. Einstein said it, the future of medicine is sound. 
Edgar Cayce dreamt it. Sound is the medicine of the future. If we go back to the ancient cultures, the medicine was uh, rhythm and frequency. So the question becomes, you know, I agree with you. Sound relaxes, you know, uh, music relaxes, but music doesn't heal. It's the relaxation process that in some instances leads to healing. And so uh, uh, the question became uh, uh, for me is not all frequencies are good. And we actually see this in contemporary music. Uh, uh, certain bands focus on a specific frequency range in order to encourage a violent response within their, their, their audiences. So we know there are bad frequencies. And, and, and uh, so I, I looked at Tesla's work. I, 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 again, when I say I study, I literally mean I go through all these papers and then follow the, follow the trails down on PubMed to see you know, what, what, what's going on. There's some fantastic papers on the nature of uh, uh, Native American drumming in particular in their healing ceremonies and how precise it has to be. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I was speaking to a, uh, uh, a, a Navajo uh, when I lived in Arizona, shaman. And I, I said, you know, what happens if you miss a drumbeat? He said, we shut the ceremony down. That's how important and that's how precise they have to be. Because, uh, and, you know, so the more I looked at this, the more I realized that it wasn't listening to stuff through headphones it was an actual full kinesthetic response. And so I started proposing these ideas to molecular biologists. You know, I'm very lucky. I'm surrounded by some very brilliant, very open-minded scientists and said, you know, this is the theory and, and it's now a science called acoustic genomics. Uh, can we impact using very, very specific frequencies, using Tesla's concepts, studying the whales, studying the dolphins, and seeing what frequencies they're using. You know, in, a, in a, about three weeks' time, we're going to set up an experiment to monitor the frequencies that plants use. I didn't even know this till a few days ago. Plants talk to each other under the soil. And uh, that's led me to a brilliant man who, you know, I, I, I feel that... I've recommended you interview him, uh, named John, John Lewis. He's a PhD scientist who's done some of the most groundbreaking work in the world uh, to do with Alzheimer's and polysaccharides. Mm -hmm. And so uh, why DJs are so important and why DJs are so important in this, and not just DJs, you know, producers as well, is that they understand innately rhythm at a level that no one else on the planet does with, ex with the exception of indigenous tribes. Mm. And I wish DJs would understand their power. I really do. And stop reducing this incredible art form to an Instagram post with a stupid hat on because it's far more serious than that. And the world needs DJs. It's quite incredible how way back in 1987, before I was even involved in the scene, this group of people instinctively knew something was different. Mm. And we can go into the 303 and we can go into why the 303 is so powerful because it creates a harmonic. And now here we are, 25, it's 25 years in June and I'm 
there's a big release coming of Metamorphosis of Narcotics. So for me, it's 25 years. Here we are 25 years later, and we've got all these brilliant, 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 talented individuals who actually know more about how to heal than the entire community of doctors in the world. And because they are just DJs, they don't realize their power. And right now we need that power back. We need it so badly as a society. Mm-hmm. Which means there is, uh, I think not half of the people, well, I think hardly uh, any DJ understands how deeply this power of influence goes. I mean, um, so they need, probably they need to be educated by someone, Paul. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm not the educator. That's not my role. <laughs> uh, I'm, all I'm doing is uh, running with a theory and trying to prove it scientifically mm. so it can be accepted. However, there are people out there, MIT, look into MIT's work with frequency. Mm. It's truly profound what they're doing. And they're not doing musical pieces. They are focusing on specific frequencies. Mm. And the reason I guess I'm suddenly getting all the attention is one of the frequencies that they are focusing on, I identified five years ago based on this entire theory. And so, you know, uh, as we keep going back to Rumi's quote, in rhythm there is a secret that if I were to reveal will change the world forever. Hmm. But if you say that these DJs, I do agree, but um, um, that was also because, um, okay, let's go back one second. It was about the influence that people have, DJs have on their followers, right? They, they are very popular. They um, have a lot of followers, uh, which are young people. Um, so they have more influence on them than politicians have, you know, uh, people, mm-hmm. young people look up to them. So in that sense, in my work, uh, w- with doing my interview work worldwide, I was always, sometimes I was pleasantly surprised and sometimes I was a little bit disappointed in the um, in how they use their influence and how they show up on social media and uh, how they can reach um, their their audience. I'm not saying that every DJ should be um, a new, um, I don't know, you know, sending prayers every day or, uh, the, you know, but um, becoming a little bit more aware of um, uh, the influence you actually have on your followers might be a very welcome idea. Um, on the other hand, everybody is free to follow and unfollow who they uh, who they want and what is, what they feel is good for them or not. Um, but when it comes to frequencies on itself, I'm a DJ, so how, how do I know besides my feeling and what I think is good, you know, to play for a room of, of full of people? Now I know I have an understanding also by talking with you more and more, you know, deeply about the power of frequencies itself. So <laughs> artists that are listening right now, what do you do on your next gig? I mean, maybe they feel the pressure now. It's like, okay, but what is this guy talking about? What do I do next? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, if you look at electronic dance music, it's the largest social movement of all time. Mm. So they're doing something right. 
you know, but did it start off as a statement of mainstream narrative or did it start off as a rebellion against mainstream narrative? So when the narrative becomes the reason someone DJs, then they're doing more harm than good. When they're doing it purely for the love of the music and uh, then they're actually expressing themselves on an unconscious level, uh, and, and I'm not the guy to point fingers and go, oh, no, you, you, you. That's, 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 not my, that's not my place, and I have no desire to do that. However, you, you know, the question that I always ask is, is this, am, I, you know, am I making music to be famous, or am I making music, and I really don't care if nobody hears it. Hmm. I, you know what? It's the second, it's the second statement that always produces, produces the anthems or the hits or whatever you want to call them. And so uh, ego is a real problem. Hmm. And ego gets in the way of everything because ego is a conscious process. And if we go back to code zero and see how it all ties in, the conscious mind can only focus on one thing at once. Think about that. And the conscious mind is the realm of the ego. So if you're DJing, because you want to make money and that's your sole reason why you're DJing and you're advocating social policy based on that, that's an ego-based social policy and it will be reflected in your music. Hmm. Whether you like it or not, it will be reflected in your music. The unconscious, however, can focus on, and the unconscious is feminine based on Gnostic texts. The unconscious, however, can focus on at least 2.3 billion things simultaneously. And if you want to see this actually going, go out to a store where a mum with six kids and a dad are going shopping and, the, and three of the kids run in different directions. It's not the father that runs and gets it. It's the mum who takes care of the three kids running in the different directions. And, and so understand that, that when you are performing from a place of ego, no one knows who I am. I'm quite happy about that. I don't care. I really don't. Uh, yet, I've, I've been on CSI twice, and my music has been heard by 250 million people. So it's not about ego. It's about playing from your heart. The skin is now being shown to be larger than the brain. Heart Math Institute are now proving scientifically that the heart is more powerful than the brain. So why are you playing from your brain? Play from your heart, and whatever will happen will happen to your dance floor. Mm. And that kind of, you know, even if you look at, if you go to a powwow and you watch the drummers, there comes a point where they are no longer doing this consciously. Mm -hmm. That's when the magic happens. Mm. That's when the healing happens. I think that's what we can call a state of flow, right? When when people say I'm I'm it just flowed. I'm uh, it's that's when you cut off the the thinking part. Um, when I'm playing and I'm and I'm, when I'm nervous, for example, and I'm really starting to think about my next track that I'm going to play. I'm not I'm not really in alignment. I'm not really feeling the flow. And when suddenly there something happens and you know exactly what you're going to play next because it feels good. And is that what you mean? Yeah, there, there was a wonderful article in an old English magazine called ID. And I'll, I'll carry this uh, uh, 
this line with me. Uh, and they said, the best feeling in the world is when the DJ gets it spot on and everybody runs to the dance floor at the same time. Hmm. That is what we're talking about, is that moment. That moment as, that every DJ's had where you step back momentarily and go, what the f- what what is happening here? And you don't know why it's happening. You just sense. You just have this feeling. It's a communion between mm. the DJ and the dance floor. And what again, what, what Code Zero shows is that the unconscious minds of every single person start to unite. Mm. And that cannot be controlled consciously. It can only, you know, uh, there's a saying in Ericksonian hypnosis, when will and imagination compete, imagination always wins. The conscious and the unconscious, the conscious thinks it can control the unconscious. The unconscious cannot be controlled, but the unconscious can control the conscious mm. by shutting it down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, people don't understand this. What's the first step any therapeutic hypnotist does? They get rid of the brain because the brain gets in the way. Mm. It interferes with the entire process. Uh, something I've said to you, and people don't realize this, is in Egypt, the only part of the human body they threw away was the brain. Mm. They scraped it out through the nostril and threw it in the trash can. <laughs> uh, Gnosticism also refers to two brain, the ignorant mind and the all-knowing mind. And what we've done is, you know, uh, I've seen it in my world, which is, you know, kind of why I don't really do much anymore, is uh, uh, this shift towards ego-based DJing. Hmm. And I just really, because some of these guys are so frigging talented. Hmm. And they got to where they are, not by ego-based. I'm not talking about, you know, the EDM lot or anything like that, who, who for the most part, not all, uh, are nothing more than pop stars. They're, they're, you know, they, it's the same pop model that we've seen with the boy bands and everything else. I'm talking about, you know, some of these really, really brilliant, brilliant artists and performers. And, and I often wonder if they remember playing to 50 people in a club when they started off, because mm-hmm. it was those shows that got them to that. Now, imagine if they could use their influence by playing those shows, but to 50,000 people. Hmm. Yeah, there is so much that you said that we can do an entire podcast about, which is, you know, uh, plants have frequencies. You're talking about um, uh, how there's so much that that I actually want to dive into. But um, you also mentioned before that, okay, you know, when you were you had your success uh, already early in the 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 stage of when electronic music actually became big um you know i know the role of the dj was also different than now you know there there was not a lot of there were no business models around it there the dj was somebody in a dark corner of a dance of a dance floor playing music to people and you better ha- keep the people inside of the room uh, of the club because then the club owner is happy otherwise you shouldn't come back anymore as the DJ times have changed so in that sense uh, I think also when I want to defend a little bit the younger generations right now what do they see they see a business a music industry um 
so in that sense, they know, and also they probably embrace social media a lot more than, than people that are in this business for a longer time, because all of a sudden you need to get out in the spotlight as well. And not everybody is really born for that or comfortable with doing that. And that's exactly, you know, um, don't really want to dive into all the social media stuff because we know it can be a very toxic thing. On the other hand, is it necessary for an artist you can still be a sincere artist playing from your heart and being, you know, very well known and getting out there, right? I think that's also embracing these times. Don't you agree? Yes and no. Mm. Uh, yes, from a perspective of we've seen very, very talented people cross over into the mainstream like ridiculously talented people from our world cross over into the mainstream, but they've also paid a very heavy price because it's that conflict of uh, ego versus soul. And, and, and so, and I, you know, please don't get, please, please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying that social media is bad. I'm not saying that uh, Instagram is bad. What I'm saying is the question that people, in my opinion, don't ask is what am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. What's the purpose of me putting up this Instagram post? Is it to positively impact my dance floor? Or is it to positively impact my ego? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the only challenge I have, you know. So, so, you know, there's nothing wrong with success. There's nothing wrong with business. Mm. However, you know, people don't like to admit this. Electronic dance music, the more the business model runs, the less influential it's becoming. The data shows that. Mm. So, so, you know, uh, I'm quite happy to accept that the business model is, is necessary because a lot of us, you know, in the early days were traveling around not getting paid. You know, America, even America is littered with stories of people flying across the water and not getting paid because they weren't business orientated enough. It wasn't about business. However, if we look at it from an influential perspective, if you compare what was going on in the 90s as to what is going on, right, let's take COVID year 2020 out of the way. The reality is the model's smaller. And so uh, is that because of a, a change in purpose? Is it possible to have a, a heart-based business model? I believe it is. I really do. I, you know, I've got no issue with people earning money. I really don't. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, money is not bad. It's not good. It's just energy. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, there is this thing of, oh, you know, starving underground artists. Andrew Weatherall used to speak about this before he crossed. Uh, starving underground artists, you, you get evicted. <laughs> you can't pay your rent. So, mm -hmm. so you know, unfortunately, whether we like money or not, it's it's still kind of an important thing to be able to earn. But mm -hmm. earn it the correct way. You know, and, and so, yeah, that, 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 that's, you know, that, that's my perspective on it. And people can disagree. I don't care. You disagree with me. Go for it. I don't, I don't mind. This is my perspective. Hmm. And, uh, my perspective is based on not only having written a few tracks that were highly influential, but also looking at it now from the other aspect. What is the damage? What is the damage mentally that's being done to our planet? What is the damage mentally that's being done 
you know, uh, why do we see this massive spike in mental illness? And no one can deny that that's not happening uh, because it is, and it's it's becoming very very concerning. So and why is it, according to you? Oh, I hear an echo. I think oh, it's gone. Yeah. So why is that, according to you, that we see this enormous spike? Uh, so so many factors uh mp3s mp4s compression in music you know i can go on for hours about this and i'm not going to uh lack of hope would probably be the number one reason i think mm -hmm. people do not yeah you know there was a a young man over here who i heard about recently uh, uh 4.0 average, which in, in European terms or in English terms is a straight A student, uh, were 21 years old, top of his class in university, Harvard, I think it was, is one of the two big ones. Uh, beautiful girlfriend, beautiful parents, no, nothing, literally, and he, he ended up putting a gun in his mouth and blowing his brains out because he didn't have hope. Hmm. And go on. Well, yeah, I think obviously um, uh, when you're um, doing work around mental health and raising awareness about it, like like we do, um, it's not a secret that uh, since the pandemic, since COVID hit the world, actually we, we are dealing with a different pandemic, which is an increase of uh, suicides among young people around the world, especially in the States. Very, very um, important matter to 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 speak about and to see, um, but you know, to it, it, instead of going talking in circles all the time, right? Um, uh, not that we are talking in circles all the time, but I mean, in general, I feel that there are so many people doing great work around mental health, but whereas, how do we really change this? How, what, I mean, you've been, thinking about this and working around this topic for so many years. Um, and you just tapped into something that you said, I'm not going to go into that because that's probably going to be another two hours. But it, it is important to mention that you were talking about, for example, the, the difference between MP3s and, you know, how we listen to frequencies at, uh, in these times. That's, that's also something that you spoke about um, so yeah, maybe my question is, what is mental health to you? And where are we going wrong in the world, in today's world? That's a big question. Hmm. Uh, I think first of all, we need to stop using the term mental health. Hmm. I will be honest with you, because it's not mental health. It's actually mental disease. Yes. Disease, dis-ease, D-I-S hyphen E-A-S-E. And so the assumption, you know, and again, we can, we can look at, at it from a linguistic perspective. Mental health is actually a lie. Go on. Well, because if I go to someone and say, oh, yeah, you're ment you've got good mental health, and they don't, they're not going to believe me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of, the, one of the foundational aspects of Milton Erickson and I'll give you this example, uh, and people get shocked at this example. A woman came into him, 
and it's a very famous example of, of, of Ericsson's work, and said, you know, she sat down and she looked a mess. You know, teeth were all yellow, uh, just horrible, horrible. And she said, I'm fat, I'm ugly, and I'm going to kill myself. And Ericsson looked at her and went, yes, you are fat, you are, you are ugly, and I think you should kill yourself. Now, he then went on to say, however, if you're going to kill yourself, I think you should do it properly. So let's set a date three months out. And uh, how much money do you have in the bank? And she had, he said, right, well, you know, you, you're going to want to look good. And it was a process. But Ericsson always argued, and, and he's proven it, uh, demonstrably. Unless you can stand into the other person's reality, they're not going to believe you. Mm-hmm. So understanding that mental disease is literally that there is something in someone's life that is making them feel uneasy and it manifests in multiple ways. It manifests from the most extreme to, I don't know, punching someone in the face in the pub. I don't know. Uh, it's something re really, but instead of going, Oh, you, you know, Oh, you're all right. No, understand why, why they're in that state and lead them out rather than trying to drag them out. And so, uh, uh, you know, let's, let's, there's this thing in society where everyone pretends, we see it in addiction especially. You know, there was a wonderful article came out a few years ago. The number one killer of all people suffering from, and I don't like the term addiction, but I'll use it because of the uh, article, addiction is denial. However, it's not always the denial of the addict. So stop pretending and stop, stop understand that if someone has a, has a challenge, in order to truly understand that challenge, uh, you have to step into their reality, not drag them into yours. Uh, and so, you know, uh, uh, that's probably why Code Zero is so effective, is that there is no judgment. I have no judgment at all. I really don't. Someone can come in and it might seem, you know, the most, the most small of problems and the ins most in insignificant of problems, but to that person, it's actually a real big deal. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, when we're talking about this challenge, understand that just because you don't feel that someone shouldn't have hope or should have hope, or you, you feel that someone should have hope, and you can point to all of the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things in their life and why they should have hope. If they don't have hope, you've got, to, you've got to understand that and start from that, that premise. And trying to argue with them is not going to help. It really doesn't. I, I, and so, you know, what is the solution? If I need the solution, I, I'd have every psychiatrist, psychologist, and everybody knocking on my door right now at the end of this interview. I'm not, I'm not saying I know, I know the solution. But what I'm saying is, if we study people like Erickson, he kind of got it. He was a PhD psychiatrist who used therapeutic hypnosis. And, you know, even people today, I mean, when he, when he was, uh, when he died in 87, I think it was, there was one uh, thing called Ericksonian hypnosis, and he had been shunned by the allopathic psychiatric community. Now there are 465 recognized psychiatric therapeutic techniques 
directly derived from his work. And we believe, and people far more uh, knowledgeable than I, the Ericksonian Institute will say, we, we probably understand one to 2% of what he discovered. Hmm. So give people hope. You know, and don't ignore it. If it. Don't ignore the signs. The signs are always there. And don't pretend it's not happening because it is. And the, the challenge I had, and, and I've spoken to lots of people who've gone through this process at this point, and I'm talking about the process of experiencing mental disease, is it's not going to be okay. So to take that out of your vernacular. Uh, because if, if, if a person doesn't recognize the signs and understand why those signs are there, irrespective of how irrational that may be, then this problem is going to carry on getting, you know, I, I've said this to you, I've said this to many people, we have a tsunami heading our way and it's not COVID, it's, it's mental disease. Mm. It's a tsunami. In the last, since January, I've spoke, I, I, you know, and I'm not, uh, I would say it's about 10 people that I have directly uh, intervened with to prevent them going to the next stage. So, you know, uh, for me, the solution is what gives, what gives, what is the one thing throughout history that we know that every indigenous culture turned to? It was rhythm. The tribe wanted to heal. They had a powwow. The didgeridoo, you, you want to see healing frequencies? Compare the didgeridoo to the lower bass notes of the 303. They're identical. Identical. Ohm. What's ohm? Ohm is the didgeridoo. Ohm is also well, the 303 bass frequency. Understand that we have these tools that we understand better than anybody else because we lived it. It's, it's our life. Mm. And does that mean, you know, oh, well, you know, are you saying everyone just needs to go to a rave? I don't think that would be quite honestly that a bad thing. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, that, that's not possible right now. Uh, however, hold little, little raves in your house. Mm. You know, do something. Just, just keep this exposure to this beautiful rhythm going mm. because the rhythm aligns with the rhythm of the planet. And again, I can demonstrate that scientifically. So basically, when you're a DJ, you don't have to know all the details yet about all the frequencies. Uh, if you just play from the heart, you are already doing a really good thing. Is yes. that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. You know, we, we, we've overcomplicated everything. Mm. You know, and, and that, that suits allopathic medicine better than it suits us. And uh, way back, uh, actually February uh, 2020, uh, I was at a very brilliant conference uh, with lots of very, very credentialed people. And, and the general consensus of opinion was, you know, allopathic medicine is great. If you break your leg, critical injury, you need a doctor. Absolutely. But for the other 95%, they admitted we're crap. <laughs> So, you know, it's not, it, it, you know, people, there, there, you know, there, there are so many brilliant naturopaths and out there, you know, I'm not even going to speak for them. Uh, but understand that 
from a healing perspective. If you are going to dismiss ancient knowledge, then you're silly, quite frankly, because mm -hmm. that information transcends 10, 15, 20,000 years. To dismiss that and go, it doesn't matter, that for me is absolute lunacy. Or they're not aware of it because we live in a different time, right? They're just right. being drawn to playing electronic music. Right. So, so you're the shaman of the tribes. Hmm. I yeah. know uh, a very famous techno artist from the Netherlands. Uh, maybe I'm going to invite him for this podcast as well. Um, and um, he says he is also producing all this music now on a certain frequency. Um, because if you go online and you see, you can read a lot about healing frequencies and, and what are the frequencies that are, you know, good for us. Um, is that something that you think every producer should look into and that would definitely help the way that we also absorb these frequencies while listening to it on or dancing to it? Absolutely. I've got an hour and 20 minutes, which I've made available to a few people, of just pure techno built around these very, very specific frequencies. Hmm. And, and, and it's not difficult. You know, the fifth jhana in Buddhism is less than two hertz. Virtually everybody accepts Buddhism is a pretty cool and groovy uh, uh, philosophy. <laughs> uh, well, What is less than two hertz? Well, uh, 79.80 beats per minute creates less than two hertz. Yes, very, very interesting. Thanks for bringing this up again, because you mentioned so many things that I wanted to tap into, but this is one of them. Yes, we speak a lot about raise your frequencies and high frequencies are good for us and we have to vibrate high, keep your vibration high and you will attract good stuff in your life. Like you, I've always been very much intrigued by water as well. Um, probably going to do another episode about water and frequencies and what words and thoughts can do to us because we have a lot of water in our in our system um but also the sounds you mentioned about whales and dolphins whales have very low <laughs> low sounds um, um and i know that you also talk about like who who told us that low frequencies are not good for us those are very important frequencies to us aren't they absolutely and mit have proven it mit's healing frequency range is 30 to 80 hertz can I you explain for the listeners what mit is uh massachusetts institute of technology uh it's an incredible research group uh Uh, and then there's the media labs and they, they have, uh, you know, they're not like everywhere else. They don't have to produce based on a commercial outcome. They're allowed to play. Mm. And so uh, I believe the frequency range is actually less than that. I think it's 20 to 80 hertz. Uh, I actually think it's actually 1.33 hertz to 80 hertz. Uh, 
so, you know, uh, this raise your frequency, raise your vibration, you know, a dentist drill is a high, high frequency. I mean, if you want to listen to a dentist drill for the rest of your life, go for it. I just don't think it's very productive. Uh, so, you know, again, the narrative has been flipped. The people are making statements without actually any proof mm. that, you know, where, who said to raise your vibration? Where did it come from? What, what, what is the basis for that? When we know that the planet operates on 15 known frequencies sub 80 hertz. Are those Solvegio soul or Solvegio frequencies or what is it that you're talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the resonances of the planet. Uh, Solvegio is, uh, in my eyes, it's the same as the 432 movement. And I'm not going to piss off half your audience by uh, getting into that. Yeah, so a lot of people are... are um they talk about if you start to dive into what frequencies can do, right? People are talking about the Solvegio or Solvegio frequencies or 432 hertz. And, um, but that's what we see online. That's what we start to Google about frequencies and what is good for us. And, and, but um, you have different ideas about that, right? You have done so much research on, on, which frequencies are actually doing what for us, right? Yeah, as I said, uh, I've identified 15 frequencies and within those 15 frequencies, there's a range of harmonics and it's the harmonics, you know, and again, if you want to go back to real basics, if you look at electronic dance music, what do DJs do? They, you know, virtually all kick drums come from probably a handful of instruments, 808, 909, 707. Uh, uh, and they play one record at one speed and then they mix the other record in at another speed. Mm -hmm. Almost two identical sounds creating a harmonic. It's, that's where the magic is. That's what DJs do. We, 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 never, we never understood it, but that's actually what's going on. We are creating harmonics and some of those harmonics are incredibly powerful and some of those harmonics don't work. And so, so uh, you know, uh, we keep coming back to this concept of harmonics. We know, for example, uh, 7.83 hertz is the Schumann resonance that everybody knows of. The third harmonic of uh, uh, 7.83 hertz is 23.49, which coincidentally is around about the frequencies that whales hit before they go subharmonic. The 26th, I think it is, harmonic of 7.83 hertz is 540.27. Well, why is 540 important? If you, if you study uh, Vedic mantras, you know that 540 is very important because it's one of the, uh, the, the cycles that you go. Mm -hmm. So we see these ancient numbers appearing as harmonics. But notice it's not 540, it's 540.27. And that's where the precision has to come in. And so, uh, uh, again, who discovered the first five Schumann resonances? Tesla. Mm. And yet, uh, the first, yeah, the first five, four of those were subharmonic. How did he know? 
uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a valid question. Uh, and so, so there is a communication coming at us constantly. And you know that I believe uh, from a more esoteric perspective about the planet being a divine being communicating with us constantly. Hmm. And, go on. Yeah, you've mentioned the Gnostic texts and Gnostic uh, teachings. Um, and I bet a lot of people, most of the people that are listening, um, and, and I mean, I didn't know about that until I um, met you. So can you tell us about that more esoteric way of um, seeing things, uh, you know, about the earth and the planet and why also in, in, in uh, respect to frequencies? The question becomes, uh, and I believe it's also known as, I think it's James Lo uh, Lovelock's Gaia theory, is, is the planet alive? Is it an intelligent being? Hmm. Are we, if it is an intelligent being, and I believe it is, and I also believe it's feminine, just, just to clarify that, then it's communicating with us constantly. It's communicating with the plants It's communicating with the soil. It's communicating with the animals. It, it's She is communicating nonstop. How is she going to communicate? How do we communicate? We communicate through frequency. Yes. As I'm talking to you, this is all frequency. Yes. So is it, high, is it illogical to assume that the frequencies we know about are actually direct communication from the planet? I believe that they are. And guess what? MIT have shown this. Their studies on 40 hertz have proven beyond, it's, I won't say any shadow of a doubt, but it's pretty close to, they've, they've achieved some remarkable effects uh, with Alzheimer's, with dementia, with uh, Parkinson's, rebuilding a brain that had been destroyed in a traumatic injury. 40 hertz. Well, guess what? 40.33 hertz is one of the planet's frequencies. Wow, that's amazing, huh? And you can look this up. Anybody yeah. can look it up. Just look up MIT 40 hertz. The, pa the papers are available. We're living in a time where science and spirituality, uh, uh, which is a word that a lot of people are probably also like, oh, you know, there is a I lot share, of... I share that belief. Yes, yes. Uh, By lack of a better word, then uh, spirituality and science are meeting. Uh, people that are like quantum physics, physics uh, studying quantum physics are also, you know, um, the more we think we understand, the less we actually understand. Um, but we see, indeed, you know, it's proven. Everything is vibrating. Every, even mass, we think it's not material. Einstein said that as well, right? Um, mass is vibration it's not um, uh, material um, everything is vibrating so in that sense um, I even recall um, uh, a conversation we had about John the scientists that you work with and a conversation you had with him about the medicine natural medicine he's developing and doing research on and you know that is also a frequency um, so plant medicine, um, I believe personally that um, uh, our medicine closet of the world is the Amazon. It's not 
what pharmaceutical companies are actually trying to tell us that we should have in our bathroom uh, closet for uh, all the drugs and medicine that we're taking to feel better. <laughs> so if you know that understanding for the listeners here as well, and that is really what blows my mind every on a daily basis i'm just so excited and curious what we can all do together when we truly start to understand that everything is a frequency everything so how can you explain that in a very simple way to listeners we have discussed the djs you know become aware of the of what you are playing out loud in a room, but what can you, for other listeners that are not artists or producers themselves, what kind of teaser or, or mind, you know, idea can you plant as a seed to start thinking about frequencies or maybe the world in a, in a different way, in a new way? Uh Uh, that, uh, can you rephrase that question, please? Yeah, as you're the frequency man now, <laughs> I'm thinking there are probably a lot of people listening and they're like, wow, yeah, man, everything is a frequency. But there is a lot, there is a universe of, of it's mind-blowing if you start thinking about that, right? A lot of people, we hear it all the time, especially when you are very interested in this topic right. like how does the universe work how does the cosmos work how does so a lot of people are probably aware that everything is frequency but how can we start implementing that idea on a daily basis and in in this way that we're actually making use of that knowledge in a good way in a good yeah Okay, so, uh, all right, I, I, you want me to give a practice that people can do on a daily basis? Yeah, for example, yeah. Okay. They're uh, like, okay, everything is frequency, now right. what? Okay, so as I've, throughout this interview, I've been drinking water. Hmm. Uh, let, let's get into water. Hmm. Briefly, uh, because... It, <laughs> Anybody, yeah, we all know water, H2O. Oh, it's a very simple molecule. Mm -hmm. Except that there are 70, at least 70 scientific anomalies that do not make sense when applied to water. Mm. So it's not a simple. And if one of, any one of those anomalies is taken out, water ceases to be water. Think about that. Wow. We all die. The planet dies. Well, she won't die. She'll figure out a way around it, but we all die. So let's stop treating water with disrespect. Mm. Because I always say this, we were having a discussion yesterday with uh, uh, a, uh, a, a brilliant botanist from Israel. And he said, okay, what can everybody do? And, and it's a really good question because I, I find that myself. It's, we get so overwhelmed. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to have a high vibration. You got to have a low vibration. You got to have a vibration that goes at 73 different angles. You got to, you got to meditate, you, you know, and it's overwhelm and people just go, ah, no, 
no, I'm just going to do, I'm going to do my life. Hmm. Well, here's what I do. And I do this every single morning, every single night. I pour my water and I thank it. And hmm. I tell, tell it I love it. It's so simple to do. And I'm serious. Hmm. And, and guess what happens? Magic happens. And if we understood the absolute power of this intelligence to impact our life, hmm. it is not a thing. It is not, it is no more, you know, reframe your, your attitude towards water. Because we just take water for granted. We drink it. We, t yeah, we buy bottled water. And I'm working with a company right now. We're going to be announcing this very soon. Uh, brilliant, actually, German scientist and incredible man from New York uh, to uh, really go down the uh, water rabbit hole, which I've been down mm. uh, since probably the day I was born, quite frankly. Uh, it's so simple. Hmm. And people, people go, oh, what, you ask water for help? Yes, I ask water for help. You better best your life I ask water for help. Hmm. Because you know what? I'm 70% water. You're 70% water. Everybody on this planet is 70% water. The most intelligent beings on the planet are the dolphins and the whales. They live in water. Hmm. So lose the ego. Talk to your water. Hmm. And ask it for help, because if you believe in morph, uh, morphogenetic fields, if you believe in the toroidal field, you can communicate without being woo. You don't even have to. <laughs> you know, it's 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 so simple. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I do every single day. And what are you actually doing? You're using your own personal frequencies. Hmm. That's the power of the human being. We all have our own personal frequencies. If you want to, you know, and I, I'm not giving medical advice, and, and I wouldn't, uh, I, but I will give an example of what happened with me. Uh, last Tuesday, I broke my rib. Cracked it. Last Tuesday? I cracked my rib. Wow. Today, there's minor, uh, minor numbing pain. And all I've done every day for the last seven days is go, I need help here. Please help me. Hmm. Now, that sounds incredibly bizarre. But when you understand, water is the only thing on this planet that can defy gravity. That's one of the anomalies. Yes, we're going through a rabbit hole here anyway. I know right. we're going to do an episode on, on water on itself. Um, but yeah, um, I like that, that example because what I do, um, what I really uh, implement in my daily life is words have frequencies as well. So um, my advice always to people is also in my coaching sessions, for example, is really 
you know, be, be cautious about uh, uh, the words you choose to describe life and yourself, and especially what comes behind I am. A lot of people say, I am fat, I am tired, I am sick, I am ugly, I am this and I am that. And I'm like, oh, no, it's been a long, I, I've come a long way as well. I've been telling that myself uh, to myself for years as well. We, we all say nasty stuff about ourselves. But when you start to choose different words to describe your life and yourself, you're literally your DNA picks up on it, right? Um, oh, absolutely. That's been proven beyond any shadow of a doubt scientifically. Yes. Bennett's intelligence study, uh, whether they want to refute it or not, you know, again, you're dealing with uh, the gentleman I spoke to yesterday has spent the last 30 years of his life. He's a scientist hmm. studying water. Mm -hmm. are, his, are his views accepted by the uh, scientific community? No. Hmm. I don't care whether they're accepted by, you know, in this world today, it's very interesting. Uh, people like to follow science fiction and they say, follow the science. Hmm. Hmm. No, they're following science fiction. Hmm. The science is being done by people. You, I am, don't even know the real science. They're the real scientists because hmm. science is not fixed paradigm. Scientist is the art of disproving a theory. Yes, and keeping and keep wondering, right? Another Einstein quote. Yeah. It's like if you, if you think you know all the answers, then <laughs> that's not going to help anyone. Always keep asking. Um, yeah. So I believe in self empowerment. I really do. I, I think it's huge. One small change in the system can affect the entire system. That's systems theory. Hmm. Uh, and this feeling powerless and covid has really brought that feeling to the forefront hmm. and it's been a scary time for many many people including myself i've been lucky in respect of i've had it's given me the window of opportunity that i've desperately needed to really focus on frequency and the science hmm. however it's still bloody scary yeah, this is not the world I grew up in, and it's not—it's not you know—it's uh, not the world that many people know to be. Yeah, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the change is being forced on us. Hmm. So, what can you do? What can a person really do to be to empower themselves, and then put that empowerment into their system? Guess what? Fill a bottle of water, talk to it, tell it that you love it, and drink it. Hmm. That's about as empowering as any human being on the planet can be. And if everybody did that, if everybody said, I love you, thank you to their water every morning, every night, this world would change very, very quickly. Mm. And so, you know, it's always simple. A lot of people are living in fear right now as well. And I noticed that because I'm very aware of the, the words that I use to describe life and myself. Um, I noticed that I started to say instead of um, um, I'm fearful or I'm scared about what the world is going to look like or I'm scared about this or that. I say I'm curious. I'm yes. curious about, you know, it, it, it's more I'm um 
it's definitely a different vibration to put out there in in in, in the quantum field of possibilities i call it right it is like uh, and so I think, you know, we've been discussing so many different things right now, and we're definitely going to do an episode about water on itself and, and continue our conversation about frequencies as well. But yeah, um, when it comes to very tangible ideas and, and, and tips that, that people can use um, to um, improve their own wellness and mental health <laughs> is change the way you look at water and frequencies and be very wary about the words that you choose. Yeah. I, I, you know, again, it's, uh, yeah, there's lots of advice uh, out there. Uh, oh, get more sleep, do this, do that, you know, and people get overwhelmed. So let's go back. Let's go back to the ancients. Let's, let, let's really look at how they healed you know, it, it, it's quite interesting. Uh, if they didn't know anything, we wouldn't be here. Think about that. Mm. They knew an awful lot because we are here. We know that, you know, if, if, they, if they were just headless chickens running around, uh, there'd be no humanity because we'd have killed ourselves or died out. So they obviously knew something really, really powerful. Uh, and, you know, a Standing Rock brought the water protectors to the forefront of everybody's mind. But Standing Rock went, it became, it became trendy. And then, you know, there are still some amazing people out there fighting for uh, the water. Uh, we're polluting our oceans. You know, it, the attack by humanity on water, and, and, and you know, uh, this is really important, has been relentless. It's been mirrored by the attack on the feminine. And so... Uh, how You're going really deep there, though. I think yeah, I know, I know, I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I am, and I don't want to. Uh, uh, however, you know, how do we make amends with the planet? Seriously, how do we make amends with the planet? Because you know, the two. I, I, I was going to say something. The two most dangerous words in existence are "I am." Mm-hmm. And yet, the entire Western philosophy is based on Descartes' theory, I think, therefore I am. Yeah. No, I feel, therefore I am. Descartes was wrong. Thank you for bringing that up. That's another thing that I do implement on a daily basis. How does it make you feel? Yes. Not how, you, how do you think about it? How does it make you feel? There's a shift happening, definitely, in the world from thinking towards feeling. So thank you for pointing that out. Right. So... What can you do to feel better? Mm. Obviously, we've spoken about DJs making their dance floors feel better. But, but, but you know, not every day you can be on, uh, you know, at a rave. You've got, you know, life goes on. Mm. And right now, people, in my opinion, need to feel better. Drinking charged water with your intention and desire not something you buy in the store that has woo-woo behind it, you know. Uh, uh, there's a company in Australia. I read their press release yesterday. It's, it's absolute nonsense. It's another way of selling? Yes. Bottled water, yeah. yeah. So put your own woo-woo in there is what you're saying? 
But, and then drink mm. the water and see how you feel. Mm. I love drinking water. It's, you know, uh, uh, and again, we, we, we come back to the same thing. What gives somebody hope? Hope is a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not a knowing. Definitely it's not. not. It, it's a feeling. We're back mm -hmm. to the feeling is the solution. And so, you know, we talk about all this and people will go, oh, yeah, if it was that simple, Paul, well, then, you know, whatever. Well, actually... We don't know if it's that simple because we've never tried it. Hmm. Um, can I ask you, by the way, coming back to the DJs, I, I, I'd just like to, to, as you know, just give listeners very tangible things to takeaways, you know, when they listen to this. So what if I'm a producer or a DJ and I'm like, oh, ah, I really am drawn to this. I get this. I really want to take my responsibility on what frequency should they start producing their music? Uh, that That is a very, very interesting question. Uh, there's If you go online and there's lots of web, uh, websites, BPM to Hertz converters. So we know pretty irrefutably, even from a hypnotic perspective, that not all, but a vast majority of healings occur sub four hertz. So you, a, a DJ can literally start going, okay, uh, I'm going to target my rhythms at, uh, uh, I like people to to go between one 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 thirty five and one twenty and then eighty. That's BPM, right? Yeah. BPM, yeah. And and uh, you know, look up, do your own research. You know, I'm not. Uh, you know, uh, my friend always says to me, Paul, there's things we know, there's things we know we don't know, and there's things we don't know. Uh, 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 we know we don't know there you go uh, and 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 that's a really really good advice so uh uh do your own research look into the ancients because there's so much information out there study the native americans see, see what rhythms what tempos they were doing uh, or using there's a there's a huge research paper from uh, i don't i it's on my other computer but it's from arizona university so you can do that google search native american music uh, rhythm in healing uh, and then asu i think it is they go into great detail as mm. to the tempos and the rhythms mm. uh, triplet rhythm is incredibly important uh, we don't know why yet but but getting very very close uh if you want to see this really, really, really simply, when the fetus is born, the heart beats at 120 beats per minute. Mm. Uh, as we get older, it starts to drop. And techno nowadays is almost up to 140 BPM again. Right, right. Uh, and then 140 is 280. And I, I don't know what the hertz, I haven't got my converter here. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that there's no validity to faster music. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, drum and bass actually hits one of the harmonics from the Schumann resonance, and that's at 170 odd uh, BPM. So, 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 uh, so you know, this if you this is this is a rabbit hole that producers may not want to go down, and I do understand that. But I wish I, they. Would. I have an idea. 
Mm. So maybe you can, uh, um, if you want, we can discuss, you sent me that, that document or we make a document for DJs um, and they can reach out if they're interested or we're going to share it on our, on our social media channels or somewhere. So, because if we feel that DJs have a responsibility and, and the people that would love to actually use that power for positive change, then... I think it would be very nice to to make a group of um, you know like-minded people and see that we can we can support each other in that. And another thing that DJs can do is remove compression from their music. Mm. They they can stop using distortion because all of these things interfere with the frequency. The frequency has to be pure. You know, mm. I, I don't care whether a person tunes their instrument to A444, A440, A432, A whatever. 47.83 hertz is still 7.83 hertz. It doesn't matter what you tuned it to. And understand that, because that, that's really important. Mm. And so, you know, uh, oh, but compression. Compression is, is, is lazy. It's lazy engineering. Okay, thank you. I think we're going to stop all the technical <laughs> stuff now before we lose all the listeners. But I think DJs are going to be like, oh, okay. Um, um, yeah. It's been a very, very interesting conversation. We're, we're definitely going to do a follow-up, Paul. But what I always ask at the end of my conversation, because this podcast is called Sound Waves, if there's a wave that you could start right now for positive change, what wave would you start? What we already have is called the frequency tribe. And you can go onto the website and join. It's free. And uh, then, you know, uh, the acoustic genomics thing is obviously what I'm focused on right now. Uh, uh, so, so that would be the wave. And also a wave of questioning the narrative. I think that's really important in these days mm -hmm. uh, because... Without wishing to get too political, the assumption that the narrative is correct is a, is uh, a very dangerous assumption to be making right now. And so, don't demonize people who disagree with you, because mm. you know what? They might actually be right. That's a very deep one. Thank you so much for giving us uh, a lot of stuff to think about, Paul. Um, um, again, many interesting topics and probably some of it was very clear. Some of it was probably a little bit too much. If you never heard about stuff, uh, uh, you know, we went into a lot of details, but I'm sure we're going to talk uh, way more often. So people that are more interested in the work that you're doing around water and frequencies um, can uh, uh, if they follow you um, and uh, and I will definitely update them when I have another conversation with you as well. I want to thank you so much for your time today and, um, and we'll speak very, very soon for another episode. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Soundwaves. If you like what you heard, then please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. You can also follow me on my Instagram, Soundwaves the Podcast, or go to our brand new YouTube channel where you can find all my conversations on video.